Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5, KPEL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation, you can also send a message through the KPEL app chat. You guys sent a lot of comments yesterday through the app chat. Loved getting to hear your thoughts, see your thoughts there. As always, feel free to do so. Before we go any further, friends, I have to play for you a lengthy clip. I cannot not play this entire clip. This is Gary Chambers on an Instagram reel talking about Katie Bernhardt and the Katie Bernhardt ad. It is impossible for me to not play this. It has to be done. This is Katie Bernhardt. She is the chair of the Louisiana Democratic Party. This week, she dropped an ad teasing a possible run for governor. Who are you anyway? Yeah, who are you? I'm Katie Bernhardt, someone who remembers a time when our future was brighter than our past. This is Sean Wilson. He is the Louisiana Secretary of Transportation. He has been considering a run for governor, a black man who has ran a multi-billion dollar state organization for years. 2016, when Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards selected him to join his cabinet as transportation secretary. You need to know in 2016, when he became the Secretary of Department of Transportation Development here in Louisiana, he was the only uh, state level transportation uh, cabinet secretary in the country who was African-American. In 2021, Katie told me to my face that she didn't believe a black man could win in Louisiana statewide. She spent all of 2022 doing everything that she could to prevent me from being successful in my U.S. Senate race. During the portion of the DSCC meeting, which we are in now, is at the discretion of the chair. Is, is it the ruling of the chair that the candidates not be allowed to speak to this? Is the ruling of the chair that we are going to show videos instead of having speeches here today? Thank you, Mr. Secretary. So we beat the candidate that she supported and used her power to help. And now, after three years as the chair of the party, the best candidate she could find to run for governor and spend $150,000 of PAC money to run an ad for is herself. Every black elected official in Louisiana ought to feel insulted. Every black voter, every progressive voter, every moderate Democrat who believes that she was going to go and build a party should be offended. The truth is she's lost the support of even one of the most moderate Democrats in the legislature resigned as the vice chair of the party because of what Katie's doing. This is his letter. In it, he talks about the dysfunction in which she has orchestrated and Truthfully, she's just trying to destroy the party for her own benefit. The question is, why have our black leaders been so silent while Katie did what she did to me and so shocked now that she's doing what she's doing to Sean? Because at the end of the day, she told y'all she don't think a black man can win. That's Gary Jamers on Katie Bernhardt. And that effectively ends her bid for governor. She can continue to try. She absolutely can. I'm not saying she should get out of the race, frankly, as somebody who would support the Republican ticket way more than a Democratic ticket. I think she should absolutely continue to try. Go ahead and try to split the Democratic vote. Here's the problem. Katie Bernhardt got the Louisiana Democratic Party to split their endorsement between all three Democratic candidates. Whether or not she said a black man can't win statewide in Louisiana is irrelevant. That's the perception that's out there now. What happened after 
that split endorsement is that Gary Chambers picked up almost every black vote in the state of Louisiana that voted in 2022. He raised half a million dollars, which is about what I think Luke Mixon raised. He outperformed him by several points. He showed that he can be a contender in a statewide race. And he's now built a statewide network. I suspected that Chambers would want to jump into the race himself. But as you heard in that clip, he's backing Sean Wilson, it seems. He didn't say he was. He didn't say he wasn't. But he did point out that Sean Wilson, a black man, is very qualified to run for the job of governor. He did mention that. And he mentioned his own past with Bernhardt. If Wilson decides to run and Chambers uses every ounce of his energy and influence to get black voters to vote for Sean Wilson, that gets Wilson into a runoff against presumably Jeff Landry. It then becomes incumbent upon Republicans to make sure they get out to vote so that you don't get a third term of the Edwards administration, which is what the Republicans think is going to happen. I don't know Wilson. I don't know his politics very well. That is what Republicans believe will happen if Wilson wins. If Bernhardt decides to run against Wilson, Chambers will have no problem tearing her apart in every online video, in any ad he can put out there, any money he can raise to get himself on television or on radio and tear her down, he will. If Wilson doesn't run, Gary Chambers is going to jump in. And if Bernhardt runs and Wilson doesn't run, you can bet that Chambers is going to go absolutely scorched earth on Bernhardt. What I suspect, based on some whispers I've heard, is that the Democratic Party is not happy with Bernhardt. There is a lot of turmoil going on behind the scenes right now. There are some personal and professional and political issues that people are whispering about. have no way to verify them, not going to give them any air, but I'm going to tell you there's a lot being said behind the scenes. And it will come out if any of it's true. I mean, it's Louisiana politics. Even if it's not true, some of it may come out. But there are lots of concerns Lots of warnings, and where there's smoke, there is fire. It is probably not in her best political interest to run. But if she believes that she is the one to lead the Democratic Party into a bright new future in Louisiana, God bless her, go ahead. I just don't see it happening. But what I do see is that her being in the race against Wilson or against Chambers, will not only effectively end her political career with the Democratic Party, but it will also be such an embarrassing defeat, I'm not sure she shows her face again. The progressives aren't happy. Black activists aren't happy. 
It doesn't even sound like the Democratic Party is happy. Frankly, I don't blame them. But I can listen to that Gary Chambers audio. I can watch the video over and over and laugh each and every time. Because the one thing you don't want to do is make a personal enemy of Gary Chambers and then turn around and try to run for a statewide office, which is exactly what she did when she got the Democratic Party to give a three-way endorsement rather than back the one person who had the most support. Because let's face it, aside from Gary Chambers, there was no Democratic candidate on the ballot who really had a shot of unifying the Democratic Party by bringing in progressives and black activists like Gary Chambers can and will if he's given enough room to run. When he first started on the scene, when he first started making noise about the Senate race, I remember very distinctly saying he's building a network to run for governor or he's building a network to play kingmaker in the Democratic Party. And I told you all why. Because he is right now the voice for all black activists in the state. All the ones concerned with, concerned with moving Louisiana further to the left and raising black influence within the Democratic Party. He's, he's that voice. He's that person. And he has the ability to take that 66% of black voters who make up, or the, the black voters who make up 66% of the Democratic base. He has the ability to take them and move them in a certain direction that the current party structure of the Democratic Party does not like. And that party, that, that faction, that group, that voter base will kick them all out if Gary Chambers has his way. And she made a personal enemy of Chambers as the head of the state Democratic Party. That's not good news for Katie Bernhardt, her gubernatorial ambitions, or frankly, in 2023, the Democratic Party at all. 232-1542, let's take a break. We will be back here in a moment right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the program. I want to go back because, so if you didn't actually see the Katie, it is on, I think it's on TV now, uh, but the Katie Bernhardt ad, I want to, I want to play that for you so that you get an idea of what I'm talking about and why the Democrats would be unhappy. A politics. It's broken. It sucks. I hate it. But Why? It's ineffective. They don't do anything. Wait, who are you anyway? Yeah, who are you? I'm Katie Bernhardt, someone who remembers a time when our future was brighter than our past. Ain't that the truth? Tell me about it. A Louisiana where the national nonsense didn't stand in the way of us coming together. Finally, someone with common sense. Yeah, common sense. Who are you again? I'm Katie Bernhardt, a local business owner and someone ready to work hard for our children's future opportunity that's what we need quality of life for our kids for our grandkids how do we get back to that it starts with electing people with strong character and even stronger values and a little bit of firepower so who are you for anyway 
I'm for Team Louisiana, and I'm here to tell you that help is on the way. Call me Katie, and I'll call it like I see it. You'll notice that ad mentioned no party. It is a pack. It is the Team Louisiana pack. That's why she says she's for Team Louisiana. Team Louisiana is being bankrolled by a guy who has also donated money to Jeff Landry and who had a PAC that donated money against black candidates in Shreveport and elsewhere. You'll note that at no point did she say anything that might inspire the Democrats. In fact, in the ad, she shows herself shooting a gun with terrible form, by the way. She says nothing in there that would inspire Democrats to join her on this adventure, whatever the adventure is, because she can't, like I said, she can't say in that ad that she's running for governor, but it is an introduction from her to the state. She can't declare herself a candidate because that's a PAC ad, and she cannot be a candidate coordinating with a PAC. That's highly illegal. All right, 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation, let's go to the phone lines now. We've got uh, John. John, how are you today? Oh, wait, no, we don't have John. John, call back. Not sure what happened. I'm having all sorts of issues today, and frankly, they're they're disturbing me. All right. Anyway, 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation. If she decides that she's going to run, like I said in the last segment, if she decides she's going to run, she is going to be alienating a solid chunk of the Democratic base. She's not, she's not putting herself out there as a Democrat in this ad. Her introduction has, gives you no reason why she should be an electable Democrat. In fact, she says, I'm a businesswoman. That is usually the hallmark of a Republican campaign. Businesswoman fires a gun, gives nothing about Democratic platitudes, nothing like that. She's going to run a very bad campaign if that's how she's introducing herself to the people. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. John, you there? Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, how's it going? Oh, not too shabby. Hey, I listened to that ad that you had just played. Um, First thing I want to say about it, it had no substance. Exactly. It was almost like if you have a generic template for a person running for public office, Mm -hmm. and it's like the template is like fill in the blanks with your main key points, and she forgot to fill in the blanks. So it's just a, just, just a generic template, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's not even generic. She's not even on a, on a generic ballot. She's not even generic Democrat. She's just generic candidate. There was nothing in there, Republican or Democrat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's like almost she is one of those Democrats where they're just running off of bumper sticker slogans. Yeah. It's, That's it's, what I heard just now, a yeah. bunch of bumper sticker slogans. That's exactly. I'm for Louisiana. I'm for the kids. You heard but nothing. What are you going to do? Exactly. You heard a lot of, uh, you heard a lot of focus group platitudes for bumper stickers. That's exactly right, John. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, I want to get to this next caller before we go to our break. Hi, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Who am I talking to? That's me. Yes. Yeah. So one thing I noticed is that uh, it kind of seems like. 
they're taking a page out of what the Democrats did during the mid the mid tours. Um, mm-hmm. If you remember correctly, the Democrats were were donating to a bunch of pro MAGA yeah. candidates and whatnot, and it kind of seemed a little weird, you know. And we were like, "Oh, dude, what's going on? What's going on?" And then, lo and behold, what was supposed to be a red wave turned out to just be a little flag. Yeah. Um, with the Gary Chambers thing, though. I think that he needs to kind of tread lightly uh, with the whole activism and, and stuff like that. Because if he's going to try and get the Democrat uh, populace in the state to just vote Democrat by putting a divide, putting a racial divide, saying, hey, this white lady ain't good, it, it, it's going to sour a bunch of people. I mean, if anything, by her kind of like, like treading lightly like she's doing right now with this no substance message, yeah. He's almost kind of emulating Jeff Landry. Yeah. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, I hope I get a hard break. We'll be back here on the Joe Cunningham Show in just a moment. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5, KPL 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation. Moving on to some national stories. This morning I wrote a column about the RNC and Donald Trump really really having no use for each other right now. Donald Trump is being fairly silent on the race for RNC chair. Remember, there are three candidates in that race. You have the current RNC chair, Ronna McDaniel. You have Harmeet Dillon, a, a Republican conservative lawyer who has done a lot of legal work with both Trump and the RNC and a lot of Republicans across the country. And you have Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy. And the RNC is currently meeting in California to elect their new chair. And last night there was a gathering for the candidates to debate, except McDaniel wasn't there and Dylan wasn't there, but Harmie did send somebody to speak for her, a woman named Caroline Ray. I think Caroline Wren, Caroline Ray. I think it's Caroline Wren. Anyway, Wren was speaking on behalf of Dylan during this. It, was, it wasn't so much a debate as just here's what we're what we stand for, what we're going to do. And actually, among other things, and this bothered a lot of conservatives who are not on the uh, the stolen election stuff that Lindell has been on. Uh, uh, Harmeet Dillon's spokesperson, uh, Caroline Wren, said that we you know, will give Mike Lindell a seat at the table. And that has bothered a lot of conservatives because Mike Lindell has said some stuff that even those stolen election folks have kind of thought was a little bit crazy. But at the same time, Donald Trump's been quiet. Today, interestingly enough, Ron DeSantis jumped in and endorsed Harmeet Dillon. So now the person who is seen as the biggest threat to Trump getting the nomination in 2024 is now endorsing Harmeet Dillon. And behind the scenes, it sounds like most of Trump's team is pushing for Ronna McDaniel and trying to help whip votes for Ronna McDaniel. That brings us to this morning. The New York times has a story where they spoke with about a third of the RNC committeemen, And It sounds like now, again, this is not, you know, indicative of the entire RNC, but several of its members sound like they're ready to move on from Trump. 
Uh, Matt Brown, chairman of the Republican Party of Kentucky, said this isn't 2016. People have moved on. Jonathan Barnett, an RNC member from Arkansas who claims to have been the first member of the committee to endorse Mr. Trump's 2016 campaign, said the party would benefit from its nominee being forced to navigate a crowded primary field. I've been a supporter of Donald Trump in the past, Mr. Barnett said. I just think we need choices this time. We've got to look at all of our options. The motivation to leave Mr. Trump behind is not ideological but political, the party leader said. They worry he cannot win. Art Wittich, an RNC member from Montana who said Mr. Trump was not best positioned to win the general election this election. Everybody is appreciative of Trump and he did a lot of great things. There's this burning desire to win in 2024 and that's what's going to drive a lot of the action. So a lot of RNC committeemen are, they seem ready to move on from Trump. And I know that there are some of you listening who are not ready to move on from Trump. I understand your feelings on that. The problem, though, is that Trump is Trump is currently leading a nationwide poll. The problem is there's no other declared candidate. Historically, the hypothetical candidates never poll as well as the declared candidates. But when you look at state-by-state polls, Ron DeSantis is doing fairly well in these imaginary hypotheticals against Donald Trump, which a lot of folks in the Republican Party, RNC committeemen, donors, strategists, everybody's looking at, and they're saying, well, you know, this might be a thing. Since his late 2022 campaign announcement for president, Donald Trump's campaign has been largely silent. He hasn't done a whole lot other than attack people on Truth Social. Trump admittedly is at his best when he has someone or multiple someones to attack. If you've paid attention to anything he's been saying on Truth Social, you know he's been attacking Elaine Chow with some questionable, if not racist, remarks. He's been attacking Ron DeSantis. He attacks Joe Biden. But he's attacking all the same targets. And none of them are his opponent right now. Right now, Donald Trump has no opponents. Nobody has declared on the Democratic side. Joe Biden says he's going to run. But there's no opponent for Donald Trump. So he's just attacking anything that kind of pops up on, I guess, his radar. In the past, Trump has enjoyed the support of the Republican National Committee, but that no longer seems to be the case. Like I said, some of those committeemen ready, seem ready to move on, if at the very least just to present all the options to the voters and not try to clear out the field for Trump. They want to see all of the options. They want to see what Ron, what Ron DeSantis could do in a debate. They want to see if he's ready for the national stage. They want to see if Tim Scott or Mike Pompeo or Nikki Haley or any of these others are ready for the big leagues. Now, none of their opinions are, like I said, representative of the whole RNC, but it is a trend. Ronald McDaniel really hasn't said a whole lot about Trump. Neither has Harmeet Dillon. It's become apparent that the voters the party needs, when you look at the 2022 election, the voters that the Republican Party needs most right now is they need to win back the moderate and independent voters. And I know that sounds like swearing to some of y'all and you want me, you're already getting mad saying you want me to, I'm saying move away from conservatives. I'm not. There are some very good conservative options. 
But those conservative options cannot chase away the independent and moderate voters. Most of the time, like what you're seeing in Louisiana right now, you're seeing a big media push for the moderate Republican to be the candidate to go and win the governor's race. That's not how this works. I've explained this before. If you run as a moderate, you're telling both sides, well, you're flipping them off and saying, I don't need you. But you can get a conservative to win moderates and independents. We saw it in several places across the country. If you look at Florida, if you look at Georgia, if you look at New York, you saw that moderates and independents sided with the Republican Party. Where did they not side with the Republican Party? In swing states and swing districts with bad candidates. And unfortunately, some of those candidates themselves may not have been the worst candidate, but they had ties to Donald Trump. And the voters are ready to move on from the 2016 grievances that Donald Trump keeps pushing. Kari Lake is one of those. Kari Lake is not only still shouting about 2016, she is now shouting about 2020 and 2022. She believes the race was stolen from her and Blake Masters, except when you look at the election results in Arizona, what you see is that Republicans across the state did very well, but Republicans who who voted for legislators and other statewide spots, some of those Republicans left and left left, left that part of the ballot blank or voted for the Democrat instead of the Republican, Kari Lake or Blake Masters. They wanted nothing to do with them individually. The RNC sees that data, and they think, okay, we need some more options on the board. We need to be able to move on. If the, if the voters don't like what's currently happening, we need to be able to move on. They can't outright say, Trump, please don't run, because that only makes Trump run harder. But they can say, we need to see all of our options. It's not that the voters want to move on from Trump either. I'm not saying that you need to move on from Trump necessarily, but you need to move on from 2016. We can sit and complain about voting, elections, all of that, but that doesn't do anything for now. That doesn't do anything in the next election. That only focuses on the elections that you cannot go back and change. And so the RNC wants Trump to move on. And there are a lot of Republican voters that want Trump to move on and come to the president, talk about the issues rather than past elections. And the RNC desperately wants to move on because the RNC sees that the party is kind of at a cliff right now. And they're worried that the party is about to jump over that cliff rather than turn and head in a bright new direction. And Trump seems to have little time for the RNC right now. He said nothing about them. He's not getting involved with the RNC chair race. He is focused purely on himself. That is Donald Trump 100%. If the RNC is not currently helping him get elected president, he has no use for them. He doesn't care. He just expects, honestly, with his ego, that the RNC will fall in line behind him. And he's going to be sorely mistaken whoever the new RNC chair is because the new RNC chair is going to look at all these great candidates that are coming down the pike and say, okay, we need to have a conversation with all of them. We need to display all of them. There are going to be debates. There's going to be ads. There's going to be people taking sides. Frankly, the the Republican Party needs that. The Republican Party needs to figure out who it is right now. It's not Trump's party. It's not some other person's party right now. the, The Republican Party is just at a loss. It has no identity. 
And it needs to figure out what that identity is. So that's why I go back to this RNC chair race. Because it's less about we need to get rid of Ronna McDaniel. She's too establishment. We need, you know, we need Harmeet Dillon. She's new blood. She'll, she'll do something different. The Republican Party just needs to stabilize. It needs to stop the bleeding before anything else. Whether that's with a new chair or not, no clue. But staunching the bleeding is what's important right now. All right, 232-1542. If you want to call in, be part of the conversation, send a message through the KPL app chat. We'll wrap up the show here in just a moment, right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. If you want to be part of the conversation, according to CBS News, an asteroid the size of a delivery truck will whip past the Earth on Thursday night one of the closest such encounters ever recorded. NASA insists it will be a near miss with no chance of the asteroid hitting Earth. Unfortunately. You ever just start paying attention to the news too much and realize one of those asteroids really does need to hit? An asteroid the size of a delivery truck. It will zoom 2,200 miles above the southern tip of South America that's 10 times closer than the bevy of communication satellites circling overhead. The closest approach will occur at 7.27 p.m. Eastern Time, so about 6.27 our time. Even if the space rock came a lot closer, scientists said most of it would burn up in the atmosphere with some bigger pieces possibly falling as meteorites. Sweet meteor of death, why do you delay? Anyway. Sorry, 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. Um, in California, there is a battle brewing for U.S. Senate. Uh, Barbara Feinstein is old, uh, really old. Um, she, I think, is the only remaining uh, Reconstruction-era senator in the United States. I think I'm, I, I'm not sure if I'm even joking with that statement, but... Uh, she she is very old and she is being pushed by a lot of Democrats to retire. She has not made a decision herself. But there are several candidates that are looking at running. One of them who just filed the paperwork and announced today is our old friend, Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff is still very bitter about being kicked off the Intelligence Committee But Adam Schiff uh, weaponized the Intelligence Committee, used his information from there to spread disinformation to the American public on numerous occasions. I'm sorry, I said Barbara Feinstein. It's Dianne Feinstein. I was thinking for some reason, the other California senator is Barbara Boxer. I was for whatever reason getting that confused. Anyway, Dianne Feinstein, um, Representative Katie Porter has announced that she has she's going to run. She's barely been sworn into her second term. Uh, in Congress before announcing her intentions to run for Senate. Uh, Porter is a, uh, she is the candidate who fired a liaison uh, with uh, wounded soldiers from her office for allegedly giving her COVID. And that caused a minor scandal. Um, Representative Barbara Lee, another Barbara, maybe that's where I got the name confused. Barbara Lee has also told some of her congressional black caucus colleagues 
uh, and confirm with the media that she's throwing her hat into the ring, but will uh, will wait to do so out of respect for Feinstein. Schiff has announced he's going to run the fight for our democracy and working families is part of the same struggle because it uh, because if our democracy isn't delivering for Americans, they'll look for alternatives like a dangerous demagogue who promises that he alone can fix it. We need a U.S. We need a fighter in the U.S. Senate who has been at the center of the struggle for our democracy and our economy. Schiff, by the way, is so mad that he's not on the Intelligence Committee any longer that he went and joined TikTok. I will repeat that. Adam Schiff, who is mad that he can no longer serve on the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee, is so upset about it that he went and joined an app that delivers your data and the data from your phone to the Chinese Communist Party. Thus solidifying, I think, for all of us that Adam Schiff should not be on the Intelligence Committee. Adam Schiff is one of the dimmest people in the U.S. House. And there is a lot of competition, even on the Republican side. There is a lot of competition for the dimmest person in the House. And if it's not Adam Schiff, then it's Eric Swalwell who was also mad that he's no longer on the committee because I guess he uh, was really hoping to use that power to get more Chinese spies to sleep with him. I don't know. Anyway, 232-1542. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I can't say that. We're out of time. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. I'm going to be back in 23 hours. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. And, of course, sign up for the newsletter. You get the daily show notes. You get the podcast version. Everything. JoeCunninghamShow.substack.com. Been a pleasure talking with you guys. Unfortunately, yes, we did say that uh, Stephen Hanwork was going to join me today. He was not able to make it. He will be with me soon. We have talked it out. We're going to, but we want to get him on the air. He will be back on the air with me at some point in the near future. Shannon is offsides next with Hippie Hannah right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.